Welcome to the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. My name is Dr. Adriana Popescu. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and leader in the field of mental health, energy psychology, addiction, trauma, and empowerment. In this podcast, we will be exploring mental health from a variety of perspectives, from the spiritual to the shamanic and beyond. What if mental illness isn't everything we think it is? What if everything we see as a pathology is actually a possibility? What else is possible with mental health? Welcome everyone to another episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. I'm your host, Dr. Adriana Popescu, and I'm so honored today to have with us Dr. Larry Nims, who's had such a profound influence on my life and my practice. Um, so Dr. Nims has invested more than 56 years in his lifetime career as a psychologist, psychotherapist, college professor, worldwide consultant, speaker, trainer, personal coach, and author. Among Larry's additional professional training, we're in the fields of gestalt therapy, neurolinguistic programming, and energy psychology. Because of his disappointment with the limitations of traditional psychotherapy methodology and effectiveness, he developed a unique and innovative treatment method that he named Be Set Free Fast or BSFF. The key to this powerful technique is the instant elimination of the causal source of all psychological problems, i.e. subconscious programs that trigger maladaptive psychological and physical reactions. His book, Be Set Free Fast, A Revolutionary New Way to Eliminate Your Discomforts, has been sold throughout the world and used extensively in seminars in the U.S. and other countries, as has his DVD training set, Be Set Free Fast, The Lifetime Work of Dr. Larry Nims. Larry has been honored and acclaimed by professional organizations throughout the world for his valuable contributions to the field of psychotherapy. At a youthful 86 years of age, Larry is still conducting webinars and individual counseling sessions via telephone, Skype, and Zoom. Welcome, Larry. Hi. So happy to have you here with us. Well, it's wonderful to be here with you, Adriana. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to do this work, and how you came to develop this amazing technique that's helped so many people. Okay. Uh, some of you in the audience will be familiar with energy psychology. The general, the general field is called energy psychology. It's been a rapidly changing field and growing a lot. Uh, it's uh, working with energy in, in our whole system around us and, and how it connects us with each other and so on. And um, I, uh, I was uh, doing a lot of traditional psychotherapy method, methods, always trying to find more effective methods to help people in, in my counseling work and psychotherapy practice. And I uh, got so disappointed and sad about the, uh, the fact that none of the psychotherapy methods seem to be able to completely eliminate the problems that people would come to us with. And I got really sad about that. I was kind of heartsick about it actually, after years of trying to help people. And I was helpful in, in many ways, but people would 
they'd, they'd stop because they didn't want to keep going through all of the emotional uh, expression and, 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 and it, the financial part of it was challenging for a lot of people. And uh, so that oftentimes they would stop way before I knew that they were finished. But I finally kind of concluded I wasn't going to be able to get them finished with these different traditional therapy methods because uh, they just didn't do that. And I didn't know why, but, uh, but I knew it wasn't doing it. And so I finally decided to step outside of the traditional methods. And uh, I got introduced to the whole general field of energy psychology, and especially Dr. Roger Callahan, a psychologist who had started a very innovative and pretty far out methodology. Uh, and it was really seemed very, very weird to most people, including to me, but he had a, his first book was titled The Five-Minute Phobia Cure, which is an, uh, an outrageous title, but it could actually, it actually worked. I, I read it and I thought that's fascinating, but I didn't use it for a year probably after I re read it. And I finally decided, uh, realized that I needed to use it to get rid of my fear of using it with clients. Because I thought, you know, if, if I use it, that's a weird thing and, and they'd think it's weird and, and maybe it wouldn't work or I couldn't do it that effectively. And so I would not look good as a psychologist, as a professional. And so I hesitated for a long time. That finally realized that was just my fear and I would use it for that fear. And I got rid of the fear. And so I tried it with a couple of clients that I had been working with. Uh, but I did it with, the, with his book, just sitting on my lap and following just line by line and working with this client. The first client was fascinating, just amazing experience. She was a old middle-aged, I suppose. And um, she had a tremendous fear of, of flying and she had to fly a number of times. So she called herself a white knuckle flyer, meaning she would grip to the ha hand rests and, and, and her fingers would literally turn white. Her husband would try to comfort her and reassure her that she could make it and all that, but she was just terrified whenever she'd fly. And uh, so we, we started working on that and it turned out she had five different phobias related to flying. And, but we just treated each one of them because she was going to have to go back to the Midwest to a, a funeral uh, that she just couldn't miss. But so we did that treatment. And, you know, I, I didn't know what the results were going to be, but uh, we went through the process. And for me, for the first time I used it, I think I'm working on one phobia. And it turned out she had five of them, but we worked on all of them. And uh, she, she sent me a card from the back in the Midwest saying she had flown and she had no problem at all. She was quite relaxed. It was really very enjoyable. Her husband kept looking at her, expecting her to be panicking, but she didn't this time. So that was pretty good feedback and encouraged me to, to use it a lot more, and I did. And I liked the results that I was getting, but I never believed his theory about it. His theory was that uh, 
acupuncture meridians and that method included some tapping on acupuncture meridians and making treatment statements. And uh, it worked so, and being a practical person, I was glad to use it because it was working beautifully for me. But I never believed that the meridians were the cause of the problem. I didn't know what was. I didn't doubt that the meridians were active during that time. They're always active anyway. And um, I was no expert on meridians, but I just didn't believe that was it. Uh, and so after I'd been doing that for a while, I called up Dr. Callahan and asked him to, about doing his training. And he wanted $5,000 for his training. And I thought that was a little extreme for me. I mean, especially for my budget at the time, uh, but I persuaded him to do it for half that, and he agreed to do that. But I, and so I put it on hold a little bit and didn't call him back for a while. Uh, and, and he was good. He had originally said he'd do it for twenty five hundred dollars, but when uh, when I called him back, maybe a month later, probably I decided I was going to go ahead and do it, and. Um, he wanted $5,000 now, but I did convince him to go back to $2,500, which is a lot of money for me at the time anyway. But anyway, I went to his training uh, a seminar in San Diego and a weekend seminar and a lot of conversations on the telephone, and answering my questions and all, and a couple of meetings in his home, which was in a couple hours away from where I was living at the time. And... Uh, we, I, we fussed with each other a little bit about whether it was the meridians or not. He insisted on, but they're okay, it works and I'll do that. But I kept looking then uh, for what in the world was going on that was really making this happen. And I was getting wonderful results with all different kinds of clientele, kids and adults and even quite old people. I remember one treatment I did with, with a woman, she had tried three times to pass the the, the, the test for becoming licensed as an attorney. And she had failed three times, but she came and wanted some help. And so I did that with her. She went and did the test a little bit later on, few, a week or so later. And the next time she came back in, she said she passed the test. <laughs> she was pretty excited as well as I. And so it was very satisfying to be able to be that effective, even though I didn't understand what the real mechanism was for uh, doing the treatments. But by, by that time, I had already dropped out a major section of his treatment procedure, and it worked just as well. And I, that, I thought that was some confirmation that it wasn't the meridians that were working. And I shortened his even more over time. And I worked with it for several years. Uh, and got to the point where I had learned, I discovered that uh, and it happened during a counseling session. I just got clear. I could make a statement to the subconscious mind to do the treatments to, to eliminate the roots of the problem and that it would do that just by my giving a cue word that I just chose to, uh, to use for that. And the cue word I chose to start out with and the one I most, mostly still use, and this is, now, guys, since about in 19, mid 1980s or so. Um, and um, the, the cue was God is, 
which comes from a scripture in the book of Hebrews in the Bible. But to receive anything from God, you must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. And uh, I liked that one always. And so, and so I just use a summary of that, God is. And that's the one I mostly use today, but I probably have 20 or 30 different cues I've told my subconscious it can use. And you can use any one of them anytime you want to use them. So, and they work just the same once you've told your subconscious mind to use, that you're using that cue also. And it does that. So what, what I then gradually learned, which, which is fascinating, is that you could give an instruction that, that the problems were really caused at the, at the very root of them, the basic cause of the problem was programs, programs that have been developed in the subconscious mind throughout our life and highly reinforced, you know, over and over and over again. And it's a program that controls unresolved emotions from past experiences that we never finish because we've been so highly trained and intimidated about being too emotional, expressing too much or, or expressing it too long and whatever. Uh, you're only supposed to cry in a movie maybe or when somebody close to you dies, but no other time. And, um, and, it, it, and it, it included that on those unresolved emotions and there's just a huge number of them in each individual psychological problem. And then uh, it also includes a belief system that says that this person under these particular circumstances is supposed to experience this particular kind of distress and manifest it in this particular way. And it's highly specific and it's just like a permanent program, much like a computer program. Uh, and it, But what I learned that you could give an instruction to the subconscious mind that when the person uses their cue that they have chosen so they can choose anyone they want to use, I recommend the cue be a positive one and not a swear word or a negative word just because it's not a good idea to be rehearsing those anyway. But so um, I uh, started working with it that way and I, and I was, and I use muscle testing a lot to know what's going on with the person in that thing. And I discovered that there were, you know, several hundred different uh, unresolved emotions and a belief in every program. Uh, in some cases, as for example, working on self-image, the way we evaluate ourselves as a person, or working on self-confidence, another self-evaluation uh, about our performance and our capabilities and our traits and all of that, that they have upward of 1,500 to 2,000 individual problems, sets of unresolved emotions and a belief, upwards of 1,500 to 2,000 of those for those particular issues, they're huge. But you can eliminate the whole darn issue and all the manifestations of it, it was one use of their cue, which is pretty amazing and quite hard to believe until you start seeing that it happens that way over and over and over again, which is so rewarding because you can clear up some pretty serious things, oftentimes in one or two or three or four different treatments on that particular problem or an issue, which is multiple problems that are all programmed going on together in some particular situation. And and it worked and it's so rewarding and so satisfying and so gratifying to be able to get immediate results uh, when we couldn't do that with our traditional methods at all. And so it, it was just 
it's been wonderful and I've been doing it for a long, long time now. So, uh, I, I worked on it a lot in my office, developing it and not knowing you know, what I was doing, but God would show me things. And that was pr pretty neat too, because I didn't have to be so brilliant. And, and so I wasn't so worried about whether I would look bad because I didn't know what was going on. And, um, and so I just kept working with it and he finally just showed me this was what I could do. And that's what I've been doing now for a long time. And it's very, very rewarding. It's so easy. It's very gentle for me. It's gentle for the person doing the work on themselves. And uh, it's very easy for the people to learn to use it, which helps a lot. And, and it's, it's gentle, it's very fast. So it's so rewarding, so different than working with all kinds of different traditional methods and never really getting finished. So it's dramatic and, and extremely rewarding. So, um, and then eventually I made a presentation to a, to a conference up by the San Francisco airport, Millbrae, and um, a three-day conference and uh, Gary Craig, who has, is fairly well known in the energy psychology field, He's a real promoter and I'm not a promoter at all. So he's gotten very well known worldwide with his method called EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. Uh, but he's do, still doing this long series of tapping and uh, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, and I, I don't know why the other therapists haven't you know, recognize that they could use a much simpler, far more efficient and effective method, but they just don't. I guess they just get invested in their own thing and they act just like people that way and they get stuck on whatever they're doing uh, because they are getting results. It just takes longer to do it that way. And it's, it's not even the meridians that are actually doing the work. It's really the subconscious mind. And so I go directly to the source, as I call the causal source. It's where the, the, the programs are established, uh, they're created, they're maintained and activated and operated completely by the subconscious mind, the specific program or a combination of programs in some cases and makes the person just automatically react, runs on automatic pilot basically. And we can't override that very long with our conscious mind. We can sometimes override it and put a little hold on it, maybe for temporarily, but, but not permanently. Eventually, it, the subconscious mind will reassert itself and do what it's been programmed to do. And it'll do it the same way over and over and over and over again. Uh, so we need to eliminate the program itself. So that's the basic kind of foundation of subconscious mind. Um, People ask, well, is it scientific? Well, yeah, it is, but we don't have a lot of research to, uh, to back that up. I've never been ambitious about doing research projects and all that, though I was trained all through graduate school to be a research psychologist. And I knew the scientific method and how to design uh, research and all that kind of stuff and how to tell when something didn't have a solid foundation that way. Um, and VSET3 does have that. Uh, the basic, very important part to understand about that in terms of scientific validity is that the, in the philosophy of science, there are four different criteria that must be met in order for it to be truly a scientific 
uh, concept and useful, useful that way. But one of it is it's, it has to be a knowable, something that's knowable. There's information, data, and things that can be attained through, through applying them in the methodology. It has to be observable. You can you know, observe it or measure it or whatever. It has to be uh, uh, consistent uh, in, in an organized way. So they will happen that same way over and over again when you do that same procedure. And, uh, and it has to be repeatable. Somebody else can do the same kind of thing and get similar results. And that's basically the foundation of a scientific principle. And so, and it definitely is. People can repeat it over and over and over again with themselves. And got lots of people that are doing that, which is very, very rewarding to me. Um, it also, the, the theory about it, that it's the subconscious mind that's controlling this, and it involves eliminating a program that it contains a lot of unresolved emotions that never got finished because we were highly, highly programmed to not finish the feelings because it made other people uncomfortable, primarily. And, and, and a belief that says this is the way it's supposed to be in this specific set of circumstances or in scientific term, they call them stimuli. Anyway, um, and I was a trained scientist all through my graduate school. I didn't get in the clinical field until after I was got my doctor's degree. And I, that's what I should have been doing originally, but I was totally programmed to not look at what was going on inside of me. And so we talk about the black box and what you do over here and you get a result over here. Um, not looking inside at all. Uh, and I was good at that. Um, I knew I was a no good, a worthless person, so I wouldn't look inside and didn't want anybody else to look either. Couldn't look anybody in the eye or anything. I was a pretty messed up guy and even suicidal. So it was a lot of stuff I had to work on, but I'm so glad I found this wonderful method. Well, and it really profoundly changed your life. I mean, yeah. you, all these years I've known you, it's been you know 20 years now, you are a, a happy person and you're full of optimism and, and joy and all that. You and and I can say the same thing, you know, having found Be Set Free Fast 20 years ago, it has profoundly shifted my life as well. I'm so much happier and less emotionally reactive than I used to be. Yes. It's wonderful. You just don't react to things. You, you just do, you know, as you've eliminated the, the, the root cause of them. And so it isn't there to be triggered anymore. And it's fascinating that you can do it so easily and so quickly. And it's just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful tool. Yep. And I love it. Um, I give it to my clients, you know, because mm -hmm. I like, and I still use tapping and other methods too, because what I find is when we have a big toolbox, you know, some tools are going to resonate for some clients and yeah. some will resonate with others. So I just like giving them like a whole buffet of options and they choose what they like. Yeah. Um, but what I have found is that when we give clients tools that they can use themselves, like not just in the session with us, but out on their own and between the sessions, that's when they create, you know, the bigger changes because they start instead of, you know, I work in addiction. So, you know, the go-to coping strategy, anytime you feel intense emotion or stress is to drink or drugs, right? But if I can teach people, hey, there's this other strategy you can use when you start to get emotionally you know, activated, 
and then you're not going to have to go to your drug or drink. Yes, it's quite remarkable. I was had a fascinating experience early on with this. I was talking to a bunch of people who worked with children, uh, and, and they were having a lunch meeting, and I was a guest at their lunch meeting, and the gal who headed up that particular group, she was starting to get a real yearning for to smoke a cigarette. And she talked about even going outside for a little while, smoke a cigarette while our meeting continued. And I just gave her quickly, a, a, a guided her quickly through a treatment for her uh, wanting the cigarette and she didn't want it anymore. So she didn't need to go outside. It was just so nice. He's do it right on the spot. It's just quite amazing. Yeah. And, you know, because we use the, you know, the SUD scale, the subjective mm -hmm. units of disturbance or distress scale, you know, mm -hmm. you ask the person, you know, zero to 10, like how intensely do you feel that emotion right now? Mm -hmm. And then you have them apply their cue and they instant, they see it. They're like, wow, I went from an eight or a nine down to a two, but yeah. just like that, you yeah. know, it's the best proof you need. I mean, yeah. forget the research. It's the, when you have the experience of it and yeah. it works, you, you, can you can run an experiment anytime. Yeah. <laughs> and we did, in fact, you know, um, you've had two people actually write dissertations, myself included, um, yes. on this method. And I know I remember I was working with a dual diagnosis population, people diagnosed with a mental health condition and an addiction. And we got really good, it was a small study, but I got really good results. The clients with the BSET free fast had better improvement in their substance use. They had greater self-esteem. They had a fewer symptoms of depression and anxiety and whatever their mm -hmm. mental health issue yes. was. Um, so yes, the research supports it, but definitely you just try it. And when you feel better after doing it, you know it works. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's just, it makes it very fun to be a counselor. I don't have to have all this agony of wishing they would get better, enough, but they don't. You know, the therapeutic relationship itself is, is therapeutic, but it doesn't finish the job. It's right. a good thing to have, but it doesn't get the job done. Right. And I wanted good results. So yeah. I just kept looking. And you use muscle testing. When you use the BSET free fast, you use it with muscle testing. And I remember when we were working, you were on my dissertation committee and we talked about that. And, you know, muscle testing didn't have a lot of research behind it at the time. And so you showed me that we could actually use this technique even without muscle testing. It's not That's actually true. required. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the muscle testing is use useful to confirm what you think may be going on or non-conformant either way. And, and so my approach is to all of that is, I just wanna know what is. So I stay very centered about what getting an answer. I just wanna know what it is so I know what to do next. And, and if, you, if you can do that, then you can learn and use muscle testing very effectively, even on yourself. So, and that's a very useful tool to have. But a lot of people get spooked by that kind of thing but they get spooked by it because they got programs that make them be spooked by it. And so they stay stuck about using it. Right. And, and that's most unfortunate. So if they do that and treat for those blocks, then, because those can quickly be removed, then they can move forward and, and develop some new skills that are extremely helpful and practical for them. 
Yes. And that's what you've built in. You've mentioned it a couple of times, this idea of when we have fears or doubts about this technique, even being able to work for us, you have a, a specific protocol within Be Set Free Fast called the stoppers that addresses that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Things that stop you from maintaining progress. And those are really important to do. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're often things. our inner saboteurs in a, yeah. in a way. Yeah, that's right. That, that, that's a good way to put it, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You might be interested to know that uh, what the Be Set Free Fast stands for. Yes, it's I was going to ask you. It's Tell actually, us. It's actually an acronym. All of those words, Be Set Free Fast, are, is an acronym. It stands for Behavioral and Emotional Symptom Elimination Training for Resolving Excess Emotion fear, anger, sadness, and trauma. Uh, that's, and so that's fairly descriptive of much of, not all, but of much of what it does. And it was really fun creating that too. And yeah. BSF is short for Be Set Free Fast. I love it, yes, yeah. yeah. And, and really that's what we're targeting, right? We're targeting mm -hmm. these negative emotions that are getting in the way of people achieving their goals, being happy, oh you know, seeing themselves in a positive light. And, and being able to recognize possibilities that they just couldn't even consider before. They're just blocked from even considering them. Yes. And I love how the, the Be Set Free Fast is really the set of instructions to the subconscious mind is, is telling you to go right to the root. It's telling your subconscious mind, go right to that root of whatever this is. Whenever this belief, yeah. this emotion, yeah. often a traumatic event or some painful event yeah. maybe from childhood, you picked it up from your family, whatever, right? It knows, your subconscious mind knows to go right to that root. Even if your conscious mind doesn't know, I don't know why I think this way. I don't know where this came from. Your subconscious mind does know. It's running on automatic pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much of what we do is by automatic reactions. And we think we're responding and we're in control or we want to be anyway. And, and mostly we're not until no. we clear those things out of the way. And then we have a free and flexible choice instead of just an automatic reaction. So you can respond rather than react. And that's, that's uh, the real crucial part of all of this. That's and, so empowering is what it is. You know, that's that's free. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sets you free, empowers you and sets you, and that's what it did for me. It's what it's done for my clients. And we talk about that because what it does is it gives you a sense of control. Like maybe, you know, some crazy thought or emotion comes up and maybe I can't control how it comes up, but I can control how I respond to it. And if I use this tool, I don't have to get all swept up in it and, you know, drive myself crazy with it. I can actually use this cue and change it. So I'm no longer at the effect of this idea. That's sure. Being driven crazy is fascinating. Some days that's a shorter trip than others. Yes. <laughs> So Larry, would you like to um, give our reader, our readers, our viewers, and our listeners a little sampling? Like, sure, I'd be glad to. I'd be glad yeah. to. Yeah. So what I will do is is give you. Um, you know, you can do this if you wish. I highly recommend you do it just so you can see what goes on. Because there's no way it can hurt you. It's just it's just a very positive experience. Um, any, anyway. I can give a, a brief instruction. The, the instruction I use for in the protocol uh, of doing treatments, I give this instruction to 
individuals just once. It's going to be given to them through, you can read it to them, they can read it, um, they can hear it, whatever, and their subconscious gets it all right the first time around. They never really have to do it again. Just one time is sufficient, except that I recommend that people reread it from time to time again, because they'll get more clear understanding of what they're doing, and that can help them to recognize opportunities for more freedom. And so it's useful in that way to do that. But I'll do a very brief instruction now, which also works for, for the basic little kind of thing I'm going to do now. Um, and everybody's got problems. We've got all kinds of them reading. And that's is one of the big problems in a major program, a couple of major programs that are programmed into all of us is to be embarrassed about what we do because of something that's malfunctioning in some way uh, and maybe not socially acceptable or whatever. You know, like, like burping you know, or passing gas, you know, and we get embarrassed and excuse ourselves and that's it's just natural reactions, but we've been programmed to have those negative reactions about it. Uh, so we they get rehearsed over and over and over again in, in our lives, and um, and so we can just get rid of that. So we can be comfortable. We may socially because it is socially acceptable. We may still say excuse me if we burp or something at the dinner table, but um, but we don't have to be distressed about it anymore. And that's the, that's the important thing. So we have a free and flexible option available to us about how we're going to relate to that now and without the distress anymore. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to say just a brief instruction. You don't have to do anything, but just simply listen to it. Um, and, um, and it doesn't require anything of you, except if you want to participate in this in a treatment, I will do something that's fairly simple like a you know, pet peeve or, or something that bugs you or something like that maybe. Don't, don't choose a heavy duty thing that might take several sessions because it's got a lot going on. So uh, not, not a grieving process or anything like that. That takes a little bit more work, but it's doable. So just something that's you know, just a bothersome thing in your life. Uh, it could be lighthearted and silly. It could be whatever. It doesn't make any difference what it is. So I'll give you that instruction. And then I'm going to ask you, and you can do this anytime now, to pick a Q word, anything, any, some word or a short, very short phrase just for practical utility. Uh, you know, like mine, God is, that's two words, but it's only two syllables too. So it's very efficient um, that way. And I'm all about efficiency. <laughs> in all of this. So I'm going to give you this instruction. You just, just listen to it. You don't have to think about it a lot or anything. Your subconscious will get it the first time. So now, whenever you use the Q word that you have chosen to, to use to, to eliminate problems that have been uh, troublesome in your life and inconvenient and problematic and whatever and causing a lot of distress and and behaviors and automatic reactions that are mal maladaptive for you in terms of functioning in your life. But, so whenever you use your Q word, your, subcon your subconscious, instructing this, giving this instruction to basically to your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind 
will eliminate the, the roots of that problem, all unresolved emotions and the belief that's working with them, combined with them, that's causing you to have that problem in specific circumstances in your life at any time. It could be day, night, any, any time. Uh, and it could even be all of those, as a matter of fact. But whenever you use your cue word, your subconscious will completely eliminate instantly that, um, that, that problem so it no longer functions in your life at all anymore. It's basically non-existent anymore in your life. So choose your cue word and then choose a problem that's not a big heavy duty problem, but something you know, like a pet peeve or, or something that bugs you or maybe somebody who said something that you didn't like or whatever it might be and it caused you to experience some kind of distress. It could be fear, anger, sadness, and they all have trauma associated with them. Uh, so to do that now, think about what that is. I'll give you a moment to think about that. And as you're thinking about it, as if it were happening now, just rebuild that experience in your, in your mind now, and, and it'll also be reflected in your body. Um, and then as you feel that, think about uh, how strong that emotion is that you're feeling, you know, the distress that you're experiencing. And if you can just rate it on a scale of 10 down to zero, 10 being unbearable and impossible to tolerate, and zero being it's just not there anymore, give it a number of, as you tune into it as if it's actually happening now. Give it a number about how strong it is on that scale. I'll wait a moment as you do that. Okay, now, as you stay tuned into that, use your cue word, just think it. it the instructions your subconscious is just you think it, so that can be, you could be speaking it because you're thinking it when you're, when you're speaking it too. Uh, and uh, we'll see what that number is, how, how strong that unpleasant thing is for you right now. And now, if, it's, if there's any of it left, oftentimes it'll go away completely just with one use of your cue, but sometimes you have to walk it down a little bit to, to get it completely rid of because it's really more than one problem going on is what's happening. Uh, it could be a lot of problems in some cases. But anyway, now tune into that again, feel it as strong as you can and use your cue for it again. And now check again on that number from 10 down to zero. And where is it now? Did it ch change or not? Usually it does, but once in a while it doesn't. And that's, we can deal with that if we need to. Um, and so to, what number is it at now in terms of the intensity that you experience it? And then tune into it, stay in touch with it and use your cue again if there's still any of it left. If it's down to zero, you're done. But it isn't always. And now let's do that again. Use your cue again. If there's any of it left, if it's not a zero, then use your cue again, tune into it, and stay in touch with it as much as you can. And use your cue and check the number and see if you can walk it all the way down to zero. In some cases, it may not happen for there's a number of other things that might need to be done, but we won't be dealing with that right now. Just use your cue and see if you can walk it right down to zero. 
So that you just, you, you know that you know what happened, but it doesn't cause any distress anymore. Okay, I, I don't know if we were in a group, I would ask if anybody still had some, but uh, uh, I can't do that in this situation. So let's stop and uh, that will let you know, you know, give you some idea of how this process works. And it doesn't require you to be miserable at all. And certainly if there is any misery, you can quickly eliminate it, which is a neat thing. If, if you experience it not going all the way down to zero, you might try using your cue, tune into it and use your cue again repeatedly until, you know, but you always wanna use the cue and then you tune into what the problem was that you're addressing. And if there's any more, then you keep using the cue, noticing and treating, noticing and treating. Treating means using your cue to, to do a treatment at the subconscious level. So I can share about how that was for me because I wanted to just stay quiet and give you a chance to, to do that. But I was working with um, this, I would say a pet peeve I have around tardiness and being late. <laughs> I, I certainly don't like it when I'm late, but this was about um, other people being late. There's sort of a chronic uh, issue at my chiropractor's office where I'm often having, and this happened last week, where I was there 30 minutes waiting to get adjusted and I had to leave. I was going to be late for work. I never got adjusted. And I was so mad. How dare these people, you know, keep me waiting and just, I know that. <laughs> right. And, and, and I noticed that, you know, when I use the cue, I might start with anger and then it's almost like some, there's layers, like under the anger, there might be something else. And it was this feeling of being dishonored or disrespected yeah. and then yeah sadness right and so as I just kept using my cue eventually I was able to just let all those layers go and just get to a, a space of calm and a space of just like neutrality around it where there's no more emotional charge around I can't believe these people <laughs> yeah okay so it's really wonderful and how quickly and amazing it is at doing that yeah you can do it under any kind of conditions you could be standing on your head, you could be swimming in the swimming pool, whatever, because all, all it involves is tuning into whatever it is that you don't want to keep anymore and using your cue word and then checking, you know, where you're at and whether it needs to be treated again to completely eliminate it. Yeah. We do, we do several other things that are also very important and helpful. Like we've been highly programmed, all of us have been highly programmed to be angry at ourselves for having the problem that we treated or for allowing it to continue or for not recognizing it. All kinds of reasons that we get to be angry at ourselves. And, and when we're angry, we also have judgment and criticism toward ourselves and, and unforgiveness. And so you, we treat the anger also and then also treat the unforgiveness. And, and usually it just takes one treatment for each of those on, on, that, on that kind of issue that shows up all the time with people. It, it's, it'd be very rare if we treated a problem and we weren't also angry at ourselves and unforgiving toward ourselves. And unforgiveness is so deadly, so deadly to the person that's holding the unforgiveness. Uh, and so it's very, very important to do that. Yes. And it really is, you know, you're, you're, what you're getting to creates, you know, that shame, that toxic feeling of shame. Shame, shame and blame. Like, yeah.
there was no reason to blame yourself for having a problem because you had no choice about that being built up in you. You had no choice about it. You didn't even know what was happening. So how can you blame yourself? You had, you had no awareness that was even going on, but it is over and over and over again, all kinds of ways. And the program to be blame yourself, to be ashamed about it and all kinds of things. It's, yeah. Uh, all kinds of neurotic kinds of things. Well, I have to tell you about the how you tell the difference between a neurotic and a psychotic. Most of us are, I would call, ambulatory neurotics. We, we get along in life some way, but we got all these hangups. That was just all well, a neurosis really is, is a hangup or a place where we're stuck and don't have freedom to, to move flexibly in life. And, and uh, well, the, the, the way it goes is that the neurotic builds dream castles in the air, fantasy world and all that kind of stuff to try to escape from whatever they've been dealing with. That's bothering them. Now you don't have to do that. You can just delete it. But anyway, well, so the neurotic builds dream castles in the air, but the psychotic thinks they're real and lives in them. <laughs> more severe. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, ironically, though, you know, as simple as all of this sounds, you know, and we've been talking about, I actually have worked with a number of psychotic people, you know, even in my research study, um, using the BSET pretty fast, I actually worked with some schizophrenics and people with schizoaffective disorder, and they too got results with using the cue. So what I think the, the magic of this really is that it can work for anybody yeah. um, with anything. Severe, mild, pet peeve to really deep, dark. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Irritation with a spouse or something, you know. Yeah, but the, to the deeper things, you know, these underlying root causes of, of, of addiction and depression and, and yeah. all of it. Um, it's the range is, is infinite, really, for what we can use. We've been building up all of our life and there's just so much of it. But now we don't have to be frightened about it. We just zap it and get rid of it. It's really amazing. So, so Larry, tell us more about where people, if they want to learn more about the Be Set Free Fast, where can they go? Well, you can go to my website or you can go to, uh, and I don't have that information with me right now, to my colleague. We work together and do seminars together and so on. We're currently doing a webinar now, a six session webinar. And uh, the last one is coming up this week, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, there's a book uh, that I've been out for a long time. Um, there's uh, a set of DVDs, four DVDs, in which I work with eight different people on all different kinds of problems. So it's a marvelous way to learn how to, how to use it and how to, how to make treatment statements and things like that. It's very useful and it's quite humorous sometimes also what people do. Um, and I like getting people to laugh when I work with them anyway. Um, uh, so there's the book that's available on, on, online and also the DVDs and they're wonderful. Uh, I, uh, I do sessions on the phone or on Skype typically. I, 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 I'm legally blind, so I can't read anymore. And so I have to do things a different way. So um, my wife helps me with that. Um, she set up the computer. Like she set up the Zoom session here today for me. Uh, so I'm a little more limited than I used to be, but uh, 
I can get the job done very nicely. As long as my brain stays intact, I'll probably be doing this as long as that's the case. As long as my brain can still work functionally. Yes, what a, and what a gift, and what a gift that has been, you know? Oh, you can still do what you love to do and you're still such a great, I'm in your workshop right now. And, and it's amazing, you know, the, the other professionals we have, and this is more oriented toward pro treatment professionals and they're, they're getting it and they're using it with their clients. And it's just so cool yeah, it is. To be part of that. And I, and I'm so grateful. We'll, we'll put the links in the show notes so people will know how to find you and, and find your products and everything. Um, but it's just been such a privilege to have you here with us today. And then me for too. me personally, yes, to have you as a contribution to my life and helping me along my career path. And it's just, it's just really been such a joy and a pleasure, Larry. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yes. Any final thoughts you want to leave us with? Well, I, I just encourage you. It may seem very weird to you, but that it doesn't mean it was, was weird. I expect you to doubt it because it's so far out from what we normally been programmed to believe about what we can do and what's possible. And, and uh, we have so many uh, thoughts about the limitations of our mental processes and, and, and our, not, our level of knowledge, you know, but this is very, very simple and easy to learn, extremely simple to use. You just experienced that to some degree here now, but it's way beyond that even. Um, so the only thing about doubting that it's going to work is it may stop you from using it. But if you use it, it'll work no matter. You may never believe it, but it'll work every time you use it. It <laughs> does. All right. Thank you so much, Larry. And thank sure. you all for tuning in to another episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities. If you like the show, please do click like, subscribe, write a comment. You know, let's try to get this out there to as many people as possible so that they know that they too can be set free from their pain, their suffering, and their limitations. Dr. Adriana Popescu, tune in again next time. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. This has been Dr. Adriana Popescu. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and share with others. To find out more about me, my guests, and more, please visit my website at adrianapopescu.org. See you next time.